as a parent of a young adult, I don't always understand what's going through my child's mind. They turn into adults seemingly overnight, and then they're off to college or a new job, and their needs are not always in the forefront of our minds. Torn between being a young adult and their feeding childhood, our young adults may not always know how to come to us and be honest about what's happening in their world. This is how Mike and Karen Les Pieces Nightmare began. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, joined by my producer and co-host, Eddie V. Greetings and salutations. Mike and Karen Laspisa gave birth to a baby boy on April 30th, 1994. Bryce seemingly had a normal and uneventful childhood as the only child of Mike and Karen. He was a 2012 high school graduate from Naperville High School in Illinois. And his parents, Mike and Karen, retire early from their jobs the same year Bryce graduates from high school. They then decide to move to Laguna Niguel, California. While in California, 19-year-old Bryce makes a decision to attend college in Rockland. This is seven hours away from his parents' Laguna Niguel home. He begins his freshman year at Sierra Community College. Freshman year seemingly is uneventful, or at least nothing is reported. Bryce studied graphic design and completed his freshman year in good standing. He then packed his apartment and went home for the summer. Once again, nothing eventful is reported for that summer. He spent it with his parents and headed back to begin his sophomore year a few weeks before classes actually started. Classes would start August 27, 2013, and Bryce and his friends drink and party a lot in this time before classes begin. Friends had no concerns during these two weeks prior to classes, though things took a strange turn on the evening of August 27th, 2013. After his classes that day, Bryce spoke to his mom on the phone and said classes were great. Nothing seemed amiss to his mother. Later that evening, Bryce was playing video games with friends, drinking alcohol, and he took 
an ADHD medication called Vyvanse. This drug assists in ADHD patients, but when taken without the condition alongside alcohol, the drug can keep one up all night and bring on multiple side effects. It is unknown by all how long Bryce had been taking the Vyvanse, though his roommate Sean had reported that Bryce had at least been taking it for the last two weeks. On the night of August 27th, Bryce had given away some of his possessions, including his Xbox and diamond earrings his mother had given him. He'd also sent his girlfriend Kim a text, stating that she would be better off without him and breaking up with her. At one point, he sent his roommate, Sean, a text saying, I love you, bro. Seriously. You're the best person I've ever met. You saved my soul. On August 28th, his very concerned roommate, Sean, called Bryce's mom to express his concern for his roommate and friend. Sean had shared that Bryce had also said something was bothering him, but he wouldn't say exactly what it was. Later the same evening, Bryce calls his mother and is quite upset because his girlfriend Kim has his keys and she won't allow him to leave. Even though Bryce had broken up with his girlfriend, he still drove 90 miles from his apartment to her home in Chico, California. During this issue, Bryce's mom, Karen, speaks to Kim and states she sees no reason why Bryce cannot leave in his own car. His mother felt that he sounded lucid and coherent. But when she asked him what was wrong, he stated that he needed to talk to her and had a lot to tell her. His mother, Karen, offered to come up to Rockland to see him, but he didn't want her to come to see him. Bryce leaves Kim's home at 11.30 p.m. At 1 p.m. on August 29th, Bryce called his mother again. She was asleep and figured he was simply letting her know he arrived back at his apartment. Though Bryce never went back to his apartment. That night, he was actually an hour south in a very desolate location. Phone records later showed exactly where he was. The morning of August 29th, the Las Pieces received a phone call from their car insurance company stating that the Toyota Highlander that Bryce drove had called for roadside assistance. Concerned, Karen tries to call Bryce. He doesn't answer. She then calls Sean, Bryce's roommate, who reports that Bryce never came home. 
Mike and Karen Laspisa began looking through credit card transactions online to see if they could pinpoint where Bryce was. They found a transaction for Castro Tire in Buttonwillow, California. This location is only three hours from Las Pisa's home in Laguna Niguel. It appeared Bryce may have been on his way home, though they still couldn't reach him by cell phone. By noon, they were extremely concerned as he should have arrived home within three hours. They called the shop that assisted Bryce to see if anyone knows what could have possibly happened. They spoke to a man named Christian, who does remember assisting Bryce around 9 a.m. that morning. He shared with the less pieces that Bryce had run out of gas and charged about $20 on his parents' credit card. The man delivered the fuel and assumed Bryce would be on his way. He offered to go back to the location and check for Bryce. Mike and Karen agreed it might be a good idea in case Bryce needed further assistance with his car. Not long after this call, they received a call back from Christian, stating he found Bryce in the same location where he had assisted him that morning, simply sitting in his car. Christian hands his phone to Bryce, and his mother asks him what he's doing. Bryce says, nothing. Concerned, but she doesn't press for answers. She tells him to fill his gas tank and head home. Bryce filled his gas tank and headed towards home. This time, he was expected to arrive within three hours, which would be around 3 p.m. Though, by 3.30 p.m., Bryce had not arrived, and he was still not answering his phone. By this time, they have not been able to reach Bryce on his own phone for over six hours. They had only heard his voice on Christian's phone, the man from the tire shop. At 6 p.m. on August 29th, Mike and Karen Las Pisa filed a report in Orange County. AT&T performs an emergency ping on Bryce's phone. His phone pings in Buttonwillow, California. This is the same location he called for roadside assistance at 9 a.m. and was later found at noon by a man from the tire shop. This means Bryce is possibly still in Buttonwillow. With no understanding as to why he's still there, they call Kern County authorities. Deputies are sent out to look for Bryce in Buttonwillow. At 9 p.m., deputies find Bryce eight miles from where he had gotten gas earlier that day. In nine hours, Bryce had only moved his vehicle eight miles. When found, 
He is simply just sitting in his car. Deputies spent about 20 minutes with Bryce. They do a field sobriety test on him and state he did not appear to be under influence of anything. Deputies go further and search his car. They find no drugs, no alcohol, and he tells them he's just there to blow off some steam. The deputies ask him to call his parents immediately, but Bryce was very hesitant. So deputies dial the number for him. He speaks to his mother around 10 p.m. and she asks him what he's doing. He replies, I'm going to hang out with friends. She does not press him for details. She tells him to get something to eat and come home. Not long after this, Mike and Karen receive a call from Christian from the tire shop. He noticed a missed call on his phone, but realized it must have been from earlier. Mike and Karen fill Christian in on what's happening. He offers to go back to the location and check for Bryce once again. They tell Christian not to worry as deputies have already been there, but he insists. When Christian arrives at the location, Bryce was, when deputies found him, Bryce was still there. He is still simply just sitting in his car. Christian urges Bryce to go home and follows him to the freeway. Once on the freeway, Christian follows for a short distance, then gets off, assuming Bryce is finally on his way home now. At 11 p.m., Bryce purchased something to drink in Buttonwillow. He spent $1.71. He told his mother he was on I-5 South and on his way home. His parents asked for landmarks to see if he was on the right path, but he wouldn't give them any information. He simply said, it's too dark, I can't see any. During this night, transactions show he purchased more gas out of Valero gas station, spending $39. By 2 a.m., he calls his mother and tells her he's just too tired to continue driving. His parents agree and tell him to find a place to sleep in his car and get back on the road. It is believed that by this time, Bryce has been awake for 48 straight hours. Bryce never pulled off the road that night. In fact, he drove 90 more minutes till he arrived at Castaic Lake. August 30th, 2013, at 8 a.m., the doorbell rings in the last piece's home. They believe this to be Bryce and are feeling relieved, though it wasn't Bryce, it's the police, 
stating they found the Toyota Highlander overturned at Castaic Lake. The vehicle was found off of an access road that led to the recreation area. This location is two hours north of their home and one hour south of Buttonwillow. Based on CCTV footage, it appears Bryce was driving on Lake Hughes Road near Castaic Lake, just minutes after telling his mother he would be pulling over. 2.15 a.m. was the first sighting of Bryce on the footage. The same camera provided footage of Bryce driving up the road again at 4.29 a.m. At the top of the embankment where the vehicle had gone off, there were tire tracks. To descend the embankment in that fashion, he must have used a high rate of speed. There were no traces of the brakes being used. It appeared that Bryce had tried to take his own life by driving into the lake, though the lake was an illusion as it was not as close as it appeared. It appears at the top of the embankment that you would be able to drive straight into the lake, but really you would come to a 25 foot drop. This is where his car landed. When the vehicle was found, the back window was broken out from the inside and Bryce's possessions were still in the car, though they found his laptop and cell phone inside the car and his duffel bag outside of the car. They also found a few drops of Bryce's blood in the car. A large search begins. Helicopters, ATVs, searchers on foot, and they even searched the bottom of the lake. They found no traces of Bryce. On day nine of the search for Bryce, authorities bring in bloodhounds. His scent was tracked from his car to a truck stop across the street. No other clues have been found, and it is unknown if Bryce is alive. Was Bryce attempting to end his life? Or was he running from something within his life? This one cannot be left to the realms of the unexplained. If you have information or have seen Bryce, please contact the Los Angeles County Sheriff at 323-890-5500 or call 
The Lost. Rockland. I know a lot of people from the Roseville, Rockland area. My son's mom, she went to Sierra College when she was that age. Yeah, Rockland isn't that far from us. Um, I'm I just at a loss for words as to why someone would send their child seven hours away to a community college. I'm sure there are more highly engaged community colleges in Southern California. Oh, yeah, definitely. Plus, I'd much rather go to school down there. But I remember back when I was Bryce's age, when I was in high school, actually, I had a couple of friends who were incidentally from Orange County, Dana Point to be exact, and they were being treated for ADHD with Ritalin and Dexatrine. And these days it's Adderall and this newer drug that's been in use maybe, I don't know, upwards of 10 years. And all I know, it's important to stay on these drugs when prescribed because sometimes things can take a nasty turn if you don't. Right? Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> the dude gave away his Xbox and diamond rings. Who does that kind of shit unless they owe a drug debt or something like that? Or possibly suicidal. Uh, no way to say if it's drug-induced or something else going on. True. His behavior is most definitely erratic, though. I wonder how he met his girlfriend and made the Chico connection. What our listeners may or may not know is that Chico, California, is a notorious college party yes, town. Yes, it is. <laughs> I played a few gigs in one of my bands up there. Most of the people I met up there were pretty chill, cool people. But there were some people in that town I found pretty sketchy. Tweakers, if you will. Keep that garbage away from me, man. Yeah. Bad shit. Yeah. Behavioral and mental issues are nothing to shrug off, though. The fact he was sitting in his car for that length of time is some bizarre behavior on its own. But the fact that he was awake for 48 hours makes me wonder if meth was involved. There's so much erratic behavior in this story. Man, like when he was driving, thought he was driving into the lake. My suspicions go straight to drugs. Sorry, man, but that's like been a scourge on the world for the last several decades. And it's only gotten much worse with time. Yeah, the drug and alcohol combo may have possibly caused an issue there. Uh, but the real question now is, where is Bryce? Yeah. Well, I hope this story comes to a conclusion sooner than later. It's sad that his parents are missing their only child. I'm sure they like to know one way or another what happened. Oh, but hey, remember last week's story? That also happened in 2013. Who knows, maybe the aliens shot over from Maine and snatched up Bryce. <laughs> you never, never know. <laughs> hey, who even knows anymore? <laughs> but, like, I wish they'd come pick me up, though. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Bring vodka or tequila or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you're new here, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as on unexplainedrealms.com and please 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 feel free to like and subscribe and share our stories to your social media 
It really helps us out with the algorithms and to increase our reach. Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V Media Studios. And that, my friends, is a wrap. Let's I, go get drunk. Can I get a cocktail? Waitress? <laughs>